Blog Talk Radio. Survival Radio. It's the 15th day of August 2018. It's 8.30 a.m. on the East Coast of the United States. We're broadcasting to you today from North Central, West Virginia. Before we get into the Word of God, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, once again we come to you endeavoring today to speak your word, not our word, but your words. What you said would go forth, would not come back void, but we'll do that with you Senate to do. We ask, Lord, that you would bless these words, anoint these words today, that, Lord, it might touch the minds and hearts of the people, that people's lives might be changed by your word. And we just ask you, Lord, you send your word, not by power, not by might, but by your spirit, saith Lord. And we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you move in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Continue today. In the book of Acts, chapter 1, we're going to begin, <clears throat> pardon me, around verse 15. We've discussed how that Jesus appeared unto his disciples. Uh, he told him to go wait for the promise, which is promised by the Father. He said, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence they spoke back to him and said, is this the time that the kingdom will be restored to Israel, the earthly kingdom, where Israel will once more be the most prominent nation on the face of the earth? Jesus says, not for you to know the times and the seasons which the Father have put in his own power and his own hands. In other words, the date's not real clear. Uh, We are to know, the Bible says, when you see these things come to pass, look up uh, to the hills with cometh our redemption. We know that something is up when we see what Jesus spoke, and we certainly are living that day and the age where the signs are clear of the coming of the Lord. But he told him, he said, you shall receive power after what the Holy Ghost come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and all Judea, and in Samaria, and other most parts of the earth. The Bible says he was taken up. We've studied all this, and they the angel of the Lord said, this same Jesus you see ascending in like manner will descend. He's coming back the same way. And they moved on into the upper room. The Bible says in verse 13, chapter 1, book of Acts, that when they were come, and they went up to an upper room where abode both Peter, James, and John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, and Alphaeus, Simon, Zealots, and Judas, the brother of James, or Jude, the one who penned the book of Jude. 
They continued in one mind and one accord, women and Mar- women and Mary, the mother of who Jesus and his brethren. Uh, it leads us to verse 15, where there's a transaction here that's going to take place. Uh, and you say, well, why in the world, in the middle of all this, they bring this out? Well, there's another another disciple to be chosen. Uh, to make the number 12. You know, Judas betrayed Christ, uh, committed suicide, and in the midst of this, before they, before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, according to the book of Acts, that they were to come together under the guidance of the Holy Ghost and choose a 12th disciple. Remember I said under the guidance of the Holy Ghost. Where the Holy Ghost, if you read the book of Acts, if you study, you will see that the Holy Ghost is the prominent figure. That the men are simply obedient. Yes, they were the men that turned the world upside down because they were obedient to the Holy Ghost. Because they were led by his spirit. Because Jesus said, I will send you one back that will lead you and guide you in all of my truth and all of my righteousness. How we need, once again, for the Holy Ghost to be prominent in the church. Flesh and blood gets nothing accomplished. Never. Flesh and blood can put on a show. Flesh and blood can sound good. And flesh and blood can certainly move under the guise of deception. But there's no depth to flesh and blood. Not the power. Not the might. But by my spirit, saith the Lord. So they're going to choose under the guides of the Holy Ghost. Remember that. It's not, they didn't get together and debate it. They said, God, you choose. I'm going to read that. To make a 12th, to choose a 12th disciple, one to replace Judas Iscariot. Now, 12 is the number of the government of God. In 1 Corinthians 14, 40, Paul wrote, let all things be done decently and in order. Let's get one thing straight. God is a God of order. We live in a world <clears throat> pardon me. We we live in a world of chaos. Chaos. Confusion. You see it all around us. But make no mistake about it. God still has everything under control. Every T will be crossed. Every I will be dotted. The Bible calls it every jot and every tittle shall be fulfilled. So when our faith is in Jesus Christ and him crucified, the God of order, the God who will bring to pass every word that he has ever spoken. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word by no means will ever, ever, ever pass away. The thing he puts above his name is his word. So that's why we need to study the scriptures and know and have revelation of what God shows us in his word that we might stand on a solid rock. Which Jesus said, upon this rock I shall build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against that which I have purchased with my own blood. So it's a matter of order. It's a matter of God 
crossing every T and dotting every I and bringing everything to pass. Men, we're going to find out today, are men of choice. God always gives men the ability to choose. He's not a tyrant to the point that he forces people to do anything. He'll lay it out there for you on the table, and you choose what you want to do. Choose you this day. The Bible says whom you're going to serve. Acts 1, verse 15, in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said that the number of names together were about 120. Now, we see Peter here who had recovered, recovered from the attempt of Satan to sift him. Remember, we, I think we did another broadcast on that, that Satan seeks to have you and sift you like wheat. We should all listen to that warning that Jesus gave Peter. Because the same thing applies to us today. That Satan seeks to have you and sift you like wheat. But what did Jesus say? He says, I will pray for you that your faith fail not. And when thou art converted... Go and strengthen your brethren. Well, this is the beginning of him strengthening his brethren. We're going to find out in the book of Acts. He preached. He preached the Pentecostal sermon. He was uh, first. He was the leader, actually, of the of the uh, the new born church. Now, James was the pastor of the church in that area. Peter, of course, had been sent out. They were dispersed. We're going to find that out after severe persecution came to the New Testament church. This 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 uh, new beginning. This where men started operating under the everlasting covenant, which was was uh, a sealed at Calvary. Okay. For Jesus did not come to destroy the law, but he came to fulfill the law. So we see Peter here. Standing up with boldness because he'd been converted. He had repented. That's a key to getting over everything. This is what we're going to talk about today. He, he repented of what he had done. He was he was sorrowful. You say, well, was Judas warned? Yes. Yes. Yes, he was. We're going to talk about that. He said in verse 16, now in those days, uh, go back to there, this was... Uh, uh, the 10 days waiting on the Spirit. 10 days. Remember, uh, we're going to learn about Pentecost, 50 days from Passover. Okay, so it's 40 days that Jesus walked here. 10 days. Now they're waiting on the outpouring of the Spirit. Men and brethren, verse 16, Acts 1. Men and brethren, this scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost, by the mouth of David, spake before concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus. Now, by the Holy Ghost. So, all Scripture, 3.16, all Scripture was given, I'm sorry, Second Timothy 3.16, all Scripture was given by inspiration of God. All Scripture. In other words, the Holy Ghost wrote the Bible. Men were simply inspired. Well, not simply, but they were inspired. They did not 
conjure this up in their mind. This, this, this Bible that we read is inspired by the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. It's, it's God's letter to us. It's God's road map to us. Search the scriptures wherein you shall find salvation. Heaven shall pass away, and his word by no means will ever, ever pass away. We know these scriptures, hopefully. He said the scripture must need be fulfilled which David spake before concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus. This is talking about his betrayal, pardon me, his betrayal of Jesus. And Jesus knew about this beforehand. The foreknowledge of God. I guess the question is, well, we'll get into this a little bit. The question is, did Judas have a choice? Okay, let's go on. Verse 16, pardon me. Uh, Psalm 69, 25, 28, we read what David said. Let their habitation be desolate. Psalm 69, beginning verse 25. Let their habitation be desolate, and let none dwell in their tents. For they persecute him whom thou hast smitten. Who was smitten? And who who's, who's the one that did the... the be smiting. The Bible says Jesus Christ was smitten of God. All of God's wrath was poured out upon Jesus Christ. He who knew no sin became sin. This was God judging sin through the Lamb of God. That our sins can be forgiven. It's a very simple plan of salvation, but the, you know, the matter is, do we accept it? Uh, do we f- try to find other ways. It's grace. It's unmerited favor. It's something we can't earn, something we can't buy, something we had no part of. The Bible says that Jesus was crucified from the foundation of the world. For they persecute him whom thou hast smitten, and they talk to the grief of those whom thou hast wounded. And add iniquity, verse 27, Psalm 69, add iniquity unto their iniquity, and let not come unto thy righteousness. Let them be blotted out by the book of the living, and not be written with the righteous. So the end result as far as the scriptures go, what we read, what what words are spoken, that 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 Judas died lost. This this is one of the saddest stories in the Bible. You know, we see a lot of people failing in the Bible, but for the most part, most of them repented to come back from their failures. They made a conscious decision. So, what made Judas different? Okay. In the book of John, chapter 17, verse 12, Jesus speaking, he said, while I was with them in the world, now he's, this is before he's going to be crucified, and he's talking about his disciples. While I was with them in the world, those who walked with him physically day by day, who heard him speak, who saw him do the wonderful miracles, who Saw him crucified. I kept them in thy in thy name, those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition. The scriptures might be fulfilled. He's talking about Judas Iscariot. But the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. So was Judas predestined predestined to fail. Could there have been another route 
or Judas? Could Judas have repented? Could he have? I believe he could have. But the four knowledge of God, there again, the four knowledge of God, God who knows the beginning from the ending. A lot of people struggle with this. I, I struggle with it sometimes, a lot of times. But the fact is that God knew exactly what was going to happen at this particular time and this particular moment in history. He knew that Judas was not going to repent. He knew the outcome and the end of the life of Judas. Some say, well, was he really chosen? Well, we'll, we'll talk about that. That word perdition there means ruin or loss, physically or spiritually or eternally. <laughs> that pretty well covers everything. Physically, ruined or lost. Spiritually, ruined or lost. Eternally, ruined or lost. That which damns an individual. It means destruction. It means to die. It means to perish. It means to operate in pernicious ways, to waste away, to waste away. There again, Jesus knowing this, knowing this. Psalms 41.9 says, Yea, my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which should eat of my bread, have lifted up his heel against me. We, we find today that when people fail other people, the term, they're a Judas. What, what a label. They're a Judas. People don't marry, don't name their kids Judas because of what is attached this, to this great, great sin that was committed by this man. In John 13, verse 18, I speak not of you all. Listen, I know whom I have chosen. But listen, I know who I have chosen. Was Judas chosen? Yes. Yes, he was. But that the scriptures may be fulfilled, he that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. The one who dips his bread in the sop at the last supper, remember? In his heart, something, something got, well, evil. Greed. Something got a hold of this man's heart and, and, and this man's uh, heart and uh, uh, his spirit. And Jesus said, "He lifted up his heel against me." Now, reference to heel. Genesis three fifteen. When God told Satan, He said, "He said he shall bruise, he shall crush your head. You shall bruise his heel. The heel crushed the head of." Of uh, Satan, so the heel, when used as a weapon, can hurt people if you stomp on somebody. And was was he affected by this? Was was the Lord affected? Of course he was. Did he love Judas? Yes, of course he loved Judas. He loved him. He 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 was one of the chosen. John six. Verses 70 71, Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve? And one of you is a devil. 
Wow. He spake of Judas. He spake of he spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he was that which should betray him, being one of the twelve. One of the twelve. So he was yes, he was chosen by Jesus. He, he's not talked a lot about. You know, he's uh, when he is talked about. Of course, he's talked about in a bad manner. The Bible says, I would that none would perish. So it was not God's plan from the beginning that Judas perish. It was not. God does not will that we do things, but he does will that we be free to do them. We make a choice every day. Does he quit loving us? No. Does he quit dealing with us? No. No, 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 no. That's why it's so important that when we fail, when, when we sin, First John 1, 9, confess your sins before him, and he is faithful and true to forgive us. Every one of us, since we've known Jesus Christ, have been born again, have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have not made it yet. Sin is always to be dealt with in our lives in a humble matter. If we if we sin from a prideful aspect, if we think for some reason we're above what God speaks, we're above his law, so to speak, or his covenant now, and and and, and we premeditate sin, then the end result of that is death. The wages of sin is death. Unconfessed sin will destroy us. I've never read where where he can where he repented and confessed. He, he he was heartbroken. He threw the money back at the Pharisees. He he done all this. He, I mean he but he was he was destroyed by this thing. Was his conscience seared? I, I probably. There's only two in the Bible called the son of perdition, and that's Satan and Judas. Whose end result is destruction. The end result of Satan his is destruction. Bible clearly points that out. So verse 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 seventeen in Acts chapter one says this for he was numbered with us and has obtained part of this ministry. There again, pointing out that he was numbered with the apostles. That he was one of the twelve. He made a wrong choice. I've heard I've heard this saying that the road to hell is lined or paved with good intentions. Good intentions. If we don't if we don't realize the source of our salvation, if we don't realize there's only one that forgives sin, and that's God Almighty. There's only one thing that eradicates sin, and that's the blood of Jesus Christ. There's only one answer for sin. And that's the blood of Jesus Christ. I've said it many times on this broadcast. The world has a lot of problems, but it all stems from one thing. And that's sin. Men's inability to allow themselves to be reconciled to God. And most of the time, it's pride that does it. Pride leads to destruction or perdition. A haughty spirit leads to a fall. 
That's why the psalmist said, search me, O Lord. You search me. I, I can't, I don't see my faults sometimes. I don't see my shortcomings. I, I don't see where I'm going down a wrong road. But you, Lord, through your Holy Spirit, can guide us and lead us into all of your truth and all your righteousness and keep us from stubbing our toe or going down a road we shouldn't be going. The Bible strictly states that the way to heaven is straight and narrow and the path that is wide leads to destruction. When we start to give ourselves latitude to do this and to do that and say that grace takes care of it, which, listen, grace is unmerited is favor. What Paul said, shall, shall we commit sin? Shall we sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Him who knoweth to doeth good and doeth it not, it is sin. Before we deal with a lot of things in our lives, we need to deal with our, our sin problem. And even though we are saved and we are baptizing his spirit and our name is on the church roll, whatever it might be, we still have a capacity to sin because we still have a sin nature. And Romans 6 says, sin shall not have dominion over you, but it's through Jesus Christ. We can still sin. And from what I read, pride is the beginning of a lot of it, most all of it. Pride is what brought Satan down. He got to looking in the mirror. Vanity, a vanity, as Solomon said. All is vanity. But he was numbered and obtained part of the ministry. In verse 18, now this man, Judas, purchased a field with the reward of iniquity, the wages of sin, unrepented sin, unconfessed sin, is death. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst, and all his bowels gushed out. That's pretty strong, pretty strong language. I want to give attention to bowels. Now, bowels, modern-day lingo, is part of our insides, our intestines, and things of this nature. We know what the bowels are for. But bowels in the Bible talks about your your heart, your seat of affections. So, yes, his physical bowels, intestines, I'm sure, gushed out, but, but this man was broken. This man was Dare I use the term reprobate? The Bible says that when men refuse to retain God or God's plan in their knowledge, he'll turn them over to a strong delusion. What a sad, sad, sad story. People, people say, remember Lot's wife. Well, what was her sin? Well, she was attached to Sodom and Gomorrah. She had to look back where... Your heart is where your treasure is at. And I believe that if Judas would have come to Jesus Christ and said, I'm sorry, he'd have forgiven me. I do. But just the fact that he portrayed the Son of God, 
And it, it was a lot his fault of him being led to Calvary. Now, many had a hand in crucifying him, including ourselves, <laughs> because he went for our sins. Our sins nailed him to that cross. You know, I mean, we blame the Jews and the Romans and blah, 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 but the fact is we, we weren't even born yet, but still we sent him to that cross because of our sins. This is God's plan. There's many things we don't understand, but we've got to understand God's plan. Now, without the shedding of blood, and that's all through the Bible, there is no remission for sin. That's why the blood is the center and the catalyst of our salvation. What he did on the cross, the blood he shed on the cross. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. In Matthew 27, verses 6 through 8, and the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, it is not lawful <laughs> for to put them into the treasury because it is the price of blood. This is when Judas returned the silver pieces. All of a sudden, they got a conscience. They recognized, you know, we can't put this back in the temple treasury because it's blood money. And they took counsel. Matthew 27, verse 7. And they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in wherefore the field was called the field of blood until this day. Verse, verse, back to Acts 1, verse 19. And it was known unto all the dwellers at where Jerusalem in as much as the field is called in their proper tongue, Akeldama, that is to say the field of blood, or the potter's field, where there's no, no gravestones. There's not, there's not any gravestones. They're not even a recognized, acknowledged people, so to speak. He died in the potter's field. He was the potter's field, or the field of blood. So our walk is a choice. We choose choose the road we work. Now we can be walk. We can be led by the Holy Spirit, and we are led by the Holy Spirit. If you're a child of God, then you're led by by the Holy Ghost, who should lead us and guide us into all His truth and all His righteousness. Okay, He said, falling headlong, He burst asunder in the midst of all His bowels. Gust out. He committed suicide. A, uh, a man named John Lightfoot said this: that that the devil took who Judas up in the air and dashed his body on the ground after strangling him. Luke records that some extraordinary, what terrible thing occurred, and he fell, thus mutilating himself. He done the devil's work. Got the devil's due. Matthew twenty seven five and he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. Did not live with it. Did not live with it. The field of blood. Remember they I I just told you they said uh, 
We can't put this money back on the treasury because it's blood money. In Proverbs 6, verses 16 through 19, Solomon wrote, Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven, are an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. Think about that. Hands that shed innocent blood. Does God hate what's going on in America? Yes. Yes, he does. The killing of babies? Yes, he does. Woe unto them that shed innocent blood. He said he hates a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift and running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. The point there is for this message is that he hates the hands that shed innocent blood. Will, will he accept repentance? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, no sin cannot be forgiven except the blasphemy or the rejecting of the Holy Ghost. Verse 21. Wherefore these men which have which have company with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us. Verse 22, being from the baptism of John unto that same day that he was taken up from us, must be, must be ordained to be a witness with us at his resurrection. This is um, the choosing of the 12th disciple who replaces Judas. 23, and they appointed two, Joseph called Barbaeus, who was named Justice, and Matthias. Beginning, I'm going back to verse 22, beginning from the baptism of John to the same day that he was taken up from us, must be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. In this, we learn that the resurrection of Christ from the dead is the cardinal doctrine of the gospel. The crucifixion, the shedding of the blood, his dying, and the resurrection. Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph over foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain. The song says. Okay, verse, verse, verse 24. And they prayed and said, Thou, Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether of these two thou hast chosen. See here, he allowed the Holy Ghost. They allowed the Holy Ghost. To a point, there were there was two nominated to present these two to the Lord for His choice. Which one would the Lord choose? That He may verse 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 twenty five. He may take part of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, when he might go to his own place. There again, choice, choice. We we see here the show of the utter dependence on, on on the Lord for leading and for guidance. Verse verse twenty six. They gave forth their lots. The lot fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven 
apostles. Now, I've read some of this, and and they you know they said the, they could have used the Urim and the Thummim, which was part of the ephod of the priest. They, of course, the disciples would have been uh, up to date with with what went on with that, connected to to the ephod. So they gave forth their lots. Today we would vote, but then the common ways was to put the names on stones or parchment or wood. And after prayer, after prayer, we'll let somebody put their hand in and draw one of the lots. The book of Joshua 14, too. By lot was their inheritance as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses for the nine tribes and for half for the half tribe. Now, the main thrust today, of course, we talked a lot about Judas, but the one that replaced him was was Matthias. And he's not mentioned, I don't think, a whole lot more in the Bible. I don't, I don't think he is again. But there are those that write that uh, that he evangelized, <coughs> excuse me, he evangelized <clears throat> part of Africa. He traveled to uh different parts of the world and he died in Judea. That's that's what they say. It's not in the Bible, but what that's what historians say. So that's that's about all. But but he did do a work for God. He was called of God <clears throat> and he he done what God called him to do. It's not recorded a lot. So but this is God fulfilling his government and doing that which is right in DCT and in order. But the main thrust of this is the fall and the destruction of Judas and God raising one up to take his place. What a sad, sad story. And the Bible says, when you think yourself to be strong, you shall become weak. When we think ourselves to be something, then we will be nothing. When we, we go about to premeditate and make our own plans, then we got a problem. That's why we must be led by the Holy Spirit of God. So that finishes up chapter one of the book of Acts. If you don't know Christ today, study these things. Study. Study to show yourself approved of workmen that need not be ashamed. The Word of God says. The more you study the Word of God, the more you'll know God's Word, and the more you know God's Word, the more you'll have peace. Because whose mind is stayed upon him, he shall keep in perfect Peace. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword and cuts asunder and discerns every spirit. So if you don't know Christ today, if you're being pulled in a wrong direction, ask God to give you strength to make right choices. To make right choices in the days to come. The things we choose in the days to come will determine our destiny or our destination or where we're headed. Choices we make every day affects our lives, whether they be good whether they be bad. The best choice today is to let Jesus Christ be God and Lord of your life. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God Almighty raised him from the dead. Call on the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. Confess your sins and he's faithful and true to forgive your sin. Denounce every bit of evil. Make a conscious decision, a choice to turn and go in the opposite direction. He'll help you do it. If you need healing by the stripes of Jesus Christ, you're healed. We say that every broadcast, but he's still healing bodies. If you need your mind touched today, he was chastised for our peace of mind. Everything he did on the cross was for us. Amen. Peter said that we might have all things that pertains to life and godliness. Call on the name of the Lord today. You shall be saved. God, Lord, we just thank you for what you've done today. 
And we ask you today in Jesus' name that you just touch the hearts and minds of the people. You know every need, every situation. You know who's going to hear this day is not saved. Deal with their heart and save their souls. Heal the bodies after today from chronic illness or any illness. And touch the minds and hearts of the people. Lord, give them peace. Give them peace. That passeth all understanding, Lord, that's in your word. We need that peace today. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless till next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.